everybody, and welcome to episode 402 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're mad about Standard or you're mad about The Walking Dead Secret Lair, (laughs) this show is for you. Anger of all kinds. Welcome here on Good Luck High Five. That's actually the opposite of true. But whatever. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, I'm recording from home because I just got a COVID-19 test and we just want to be safe. That's right. Maria was feeling a little under the weather and so I made her not come in. (laughs) That is a good plan, everybody. And if that's true of you, do the same thing, please, for humanity. It's not rude to tell people I will not see you until you have gotten a COVID-19 test. (laughs) And I swabbed my own self up the nose. It was a lovely experience. Fun. Getting all up in there. But yeah, um, I'm recording from home. Megan's at the office. I'm wearing these headphones. If you're watching the video version, you can see how enormous they are. Magic branded. Magic branded headphones. They are comically large. They're the size of my head. Each individual phone speaker, what are they on the side, whatever they are, they're each the size of my head. And then there's my head in the middle. It is, (laughs) it is comical. (laughs) Yes. But Maria, why are you wearing those headphones? Well, Megan, I'm wearing these because this weekend is the 2020 season grand finals. That's right. So on this week's episode, we are talking about those upcoming season grand finals. What are you going to see? Who are you going to see? Which standard decks are going to make you the most angry? (laughs) I've got my own personal answer to that question. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and Maria, your answer might not match up with what most people's answers are. Yeah, I think that's very true. And actually, I'm, you know, some a couple of weeks ago, even or whenever, uh, whenever Uro got banned, I might not have said I was looking forward to this tournament because I was just assuming everything was going to be all Omnath. But you know what? Now going into this tournament, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think it is definitely on the top of a lot of people's minds, whether standard and even historic is just going to be a playground for, you know, that little sloopy boy. Yeah. Is it going to be all Omnath all the time or are we going to see some deck diversity remains to be seen? But that tournament coming up this weekend. So we're going to give you a full preview, including who we both think is going to win the tournament. That's the return of our famous sock bet. That's right, Maria. I need some new socks. I always need new socks, if we're being honest. <laughs> Look, like, I I think I put holes in my socks at like an above average rate. Really? Why are your toes pointy? <laughs> that's what I think, right? Like that's the only possible answer is that like either my toes are very pointy or I like aggressively push my foot forward when I walk. Like maybe I have like some aggressive forward motion in my feet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, you know, I'm not there to double check, um, but we'll have to have a medical expert take a look at your feet. And at my feet and my walking pattern. Evaluate <laughs> what's going on there. Oh, yes. Uh, you have what we call in the medical profession, pointy toes. <laughs> in case you're not familiar with our sock bet, what it is is pretty self-explanatory. Whoever is correct at like whoever gets the person who finishes the highest, even if yeah. they don't win, will have to buy the other person. Um, I mean, the loser has to buy the winner of this sock bet some great socks. They can't just be yes. normal socks. They have to be no. really good socks. You cannot go and get a package of, you know, Hanes. like Hanes white crew socks. No, not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. 
Uh, Marshall Sutcliffe famously won this with a called shot of Huey Jensen for the world championship a couple of years ago. Ooh, Maria, you say a couple of years ago. I'm going to blow your mind. That was like 2017. Was it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Time has no meaning. Um, but he Maybe it was 2018. No, I think it was 2017. Looking, I think it was 2017. I'm Jeez. looking it up right now. I think it was 2017. 2017? Oh my gosh. Yeah, because 2017 is Huey, 2018 is Javier, and 2019 is Paolo. Yep, you're right. Wow, 2017. Oof. Holy cow. Okay, that seems like that happened yesterday. Anyways. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Marshall Cold called that. He said he was going to win. Yes. It's not even close. Um, and he was right. And we all yeah. got him some beautiful socks, which I still am so proud of Ooh. the socks I found for him. Yeah, we got some really nice socks for him. So um, I've got uh, high sock hopes, you know? Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but before but, we do yes. any sock betting or uh, calling of what standard decks we're going to see, we're going to say thank you to everybody out there who is a supporter of our show over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. I'm so thankful that uh, we have so many wonderful members of our community and that yes. we can be your companions through whatever you're doing while you listen to our show. If you're commuting to your job that you still have to go to, if you're working from home, if you're just mm -hmm. doing the dishes, if you're hanging out petting your cat while you listen yes. through its mouth, uh, we're just just so happy to have you in our club yeah hopefully during this time when it can be difficult to delineate different times oh yeah like right it's so hard for me at home I've realized to I'm so thankful for the office which patrons make possible yes like we're able to have a studio because of you and I'm so thankful for a place to go and work because sitting at home trying to work is a nightmare. It's so hard. <laughs> My brain is just like, what do I do here? What is this place? What time is it? We no, always... it all just blends together. <laughs> yes. We always live in the living room. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so yeah, and hopefully we can help you, you know, like pass a little time, mark the passage of time. Um, a little bit. Yeah. So just go over there, become a patron. It takes like a, just a couple of minutes, patreon.com slash GLHF magic, and you get a bunch of awesome benefits. Plus you get to support something you really care about, hopefully. So yeah. thank you once again. Yes. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. And excellent place to go for all of your magic needs. You need boosters, you need singles, you need commanders. Go over to Card Kingdom and get them. The release of Commander Legends has been pushed to November 20th, but if you want to get that stuff on November 20th, oh yeah. If you want to get those sick new Commander Legends decks to battle with your friends, Get them from Card Kingdom because they will get them to you as fast as is humanly possible. And they're just a wonderful set of people that support the community in so many different ways. Yeah, we love Card Kingdom here. Everything about them as a company is amazing. And yes. uh, j just like you should like, I we always talk about on the show... Uh, voting with your dollars or whatever in Card Kingdom yes. is, I think, a, just wonderfully emblematic of why that's important because they're just such a great company top to bottom and mm -hmm. they really, truly love their customers and their employees and they treat everybody with respect and so well and all of you know their community partners like us. So we are yeah. so, so proud to be a member of the Card Kingdom family. And if you uh, buy from them, you'll feel so proud that you use them too because everything will just be you know perfect for you. You order your customer service. And the great. products they sell. So, All yeah. Great. All great. Oh, 
Okay, friends, it's time to talk about the 2020 season grand finals coming up this weekend. This is the be all end all of everything that's been happening so far in this weird, bizarre 2020-2019 magic season. That's right. So this is instead of having a world championship this year, because it was only a partial season thanks to COVID, they instead are having these 2020 season grand finals. Uh, There is $250,000 on the line. First place takes home $25,000 of that prize pool. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, stacked tournament as well. The way you qualified for this tournament was very, very difficult. You had to become uh, one of the top 16 players in the Players Tour Finals, which, as we know, was a bunch of different tournaments leading up to getting to the Players Tour Finals. So you had to be in the top 16 mm-hmm. in that tournament or in the top 16 of the Mythic Invitational, which was the, the last tournament we just held that Seth Manfield won. So That's exclusive right. list. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, there are just like a ton of great players in this. Absolutely. Taking a look at who qualified for this tournament from the Players mm-hmm. Tour Finals, Christoph Prince, he was the winner of the Players Tour Finals. He, of course, has qualified for this. And then you're going to see the people, if you remember that tournament, it was kind of cool. Riku Kuma guy was playing that mono black aggro deck and he almost oh. took the whole thing down. Yes. Uh, Michael Jacob had that like, Mardu Winota. Mardu Winota deck, yes. which was really cool. Um, Alan Wu, who has just been kind of like consistently really finishing well in the last couple of months. Yeah. I mean, for a while, right? He was part of that winning team at Pro Tour 25th anniversary. Yes. Um, in the legacy seat where he super impressed everybody with his play um, and just continuing to be an excellent player. Yeah, just winning a a, a couple of Grand Prix back to back as well and just basically mm-hmm. top aiding almost every single one yeah. that he played. Um, <sighs> so excited yeah. to see him there. Yeah, Christopher Larson, who's been a pro on the scene for a long while now. Um, I feel like he's like in and out, you know, of the top ranks up there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, same for Ben Weitz, who's going to be there. Raphael Levy from the Hall of Fame. Piotr Glogowski, canister, very popular streamer in this yes. top 16. Also, Autumn and Burchett. I heard that Autumn, Emma, Piotr, and I want to say like Luis Salvato. Yes. Like teamed up together. Yeah, they're on a testing team. And this is the one to have your eyes on because what these are sp- like the yes. up and comers in magic. What a spooky, like... What is, I mean, you call them up and comers and there's two different mythic championship yeah. <laughs> winners <laughs> and a player of the year. True. That is true. But they are kind of like the new kids on the block, like coming in, shaking things up. Don't you, don't you just get that feeling from them? <laughs> I mean, I guess like Piotr always has the aura of like, <laughs> of like the punk kid on the block. Yeah, who's that's just true. like, Hey guys, <laughs> I'm here and I'm going to win your tournament. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I've, I'm definitely looking out for this team. I'm super interested to see yes. what they play. And Piotr is known for being a really good deck builder too. So maybe they Ooh, come up with yeah. something as a team that's kind of off the radar of these other people in this tournament. Yeah, I think that that could be super cool. Um, and like, yeah, just like we said, like what a great set of four players that are all putting their, you know, their big magic brains together. <laughs> I thought you were going to say butts. <laughs> big, they're putting their big magic butts together. I don't know. 
why I would be compelled to say that. I don't know. I sure. just, I'm just always thinking it. Uh, Seth Manfield is double qualified for this tournament, by the way, here in the yes. top 16 of the Players Tour Finals and also the champion of the last Mythic Invitational. So the only player who is double, double qualified, but he is. Um, and I mean... If you're picking a player, like I'm not picking yet, okay. But I'm just saying this kind of feels a little bit like right going into the World Championship that happened in February. I w- like in retrospect, I regret not picking Paolo as yeah. my winner for that because Paolo was on just like a tear leading up to that, like one of the best players of all time, and on a tear. Obviously, he's going to win it. Yeah, and, like, and also. I feel like being an extremely good and decorated player in a small field is yes. better than people think it is. Absolutely. And like Seth Manfield, I feel like kind of has some of the same vibe going into this. Like you said, like he's the only person he got 12th at this players tour finals and then he won the mythic invitational. Yep. Exactly. Um, he's already a member of the hall of fame. Like, and he's, I think, arguably yeah. one of the best players playing right now. Um, yeah. If you saw any of that coverage from that Mythic Invitational, some of the plays he made are plays that nobody else would have made. He was he was just so intelligent with some things he did that snatched a win from the jaws of defeat. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of a mind blowing to watch. So yeah, it I'm was fe- really cool. I'm feeling a Seth Manfield mood right now. Um, Ooh, Maria, <laughs> I already said it first. We both can't pick Seth Manfield, it's Megan. True. We can't. But I will say this: in the official article that's coming out about this tournament, they had the casters pick somebody to win, and I uh-huh. did pick Seth Manfield. <laughs> Classic. But I think half of the the, the casters pick Seth Manfield. I'm so sh- pretty sure that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> also, um, in this crew is Ivan Flock, who you really love, Megan. I was about to say one of my favorite players, Ivan Flock. Um, a Slovakian player who won a pro tour a little ways back now, yeah. which is so weird. Yeah. But with the infamous, like, no win con control deck, blue white control, uh, in the days of Nick's Fleek's Ram. I know. And Yvonne's such a nice guy, too. And he's, <sighs> yeah. he's just very quiet, but he's very funny. Um, and I, there is a control deck that's kind of peeking in on our standard format so Ooh. maybe it'll be yeah, up his so alley tell me more about that i will i'm into it let's take a look to here now at the mythic invitational invites so this will be the top 16 players who qualified through that it actually goes down to the top 17 players because of our friend seth manfield's double qualification yep. um but this We've also got Luis huge as already mentioned uh emma handy has already mentioned uh pairing up with autumn burchett and Piotr glagovsky from those players to our finals invites. Hello, we've got Zdrigoz Kowalski on this list. We've got Gabriel Nassif, the Hall of Famer on this list. Matt mm-hmm. Nass, Ken Yukihiro, Luis Scott Vargas, another Hall like, of Famer. Are you kidding me? Brad Nelson, like often considered one of the best standard players of all time. Unbelievable. Um, Aaron like, Gertler is an up-and-coming arena player who took down if you remember this from the before times the dream hack <laughs> series he was playing oh wow yeah he was playing the adventures deck he basically oh. found the adventures deck right or was the first player to at I least popularize that. it i can't yes. remember if he invented it i kind of want to say that he did but he had he was ranked number one on arena and then he took down that DreamHack tournament with the adventures deck yes. and now we're seeing various iterations of adventures doing really well in standard Ooh, all right 
So I'm just saying. Yeah. Another what player I want to point out here too, though, is don't sleep on Montserrat Ayensa, who goes by High Banana Fish on Twitter. <laughs> She's yes. an absolutely incredible player and she qualified for two of these mythic invitational mythic championship deals the hard way um so like i've definitely got my eye on her as well yeah absolutely (sighs) all right like so some some real top-notch players up in here oh yeah big time Uh, up in here you know so like megan Um, yeah who's gonna win you're, if you're giving me first pick, Maria, <laughs> like, I'm going to take Seth Manfield. That's okay. I took Seth okay. in another pool. So, you know, it's oh. kind of like I also already you're chosen. You're cheating on me? <laughs> and the sock bet? Well, I'm just I'm saying, so if I lose the sock bet because you chose Seth Manfield and you won, it's kind of like, still yeah. like I chose him. You know what I mean? All right. Well, if anyone wants to start a side pool with me... Since Maria already has one, um, you can tweet at good luck at GLHF magic with the hashtag Maria's betrayal (laughs) and just tell me who you think is going to (laughs) win. Oh my gosh. Now I have to pick somebody else though. Yes. This is impossible. There's like some excellent names on here. I feel like Piotr, great choice. Luis Salvato, great choice. Autumn, great choice. Uh, Game Nassif, great choice. Wow. Um, Part of me actually wants to pick Aaron Gertler because of what I just told you. Mm -hmm. Because Adventures, either Omnath or non-Omnath, is a pretty good deck right now. And um, he does play a heck of a ton of arena. Um, Yeah. But I could equally just choose like LSV, who's just always good. And this is a smaller tournament. And he Mm -hmm. did pretty well here at the Mythic Invitational coming in seventh. Yeah. Gosh, it's really a toss up. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with a bit of a dark horse. I'm gonna say Aaron Gertler plays wow. a lot of arena, likes to play these adventure decks. Adventure deck is good right now. Yeah. Lock it in. I like it. I like that we have like, you know, like a classic choice and a dark horse choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. That's just where you like want chocolate. To a classic choice and a dark horse chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, do you know what? In that case, we would be swapped because you're a you're a milk chocolate gal. Yes, yes. Oh, a dark dark chocolate pony. I remember. I think I tweeted like a poll about this a million years ago, which is which chocolate do you like, white, dark, or milk? And I th- want to say that milk came in dead last. M- magic players like yeah. dark chocolate. I think probably because a I lot mean, of them aren't American. But milk chocolate is gross. <laughs> Whoa, you think, it's, you think it's gross? <laughs> Hold on. You think it's just straight up gross? I think like a square of milk chocolate is gross. <gasps> what? But a Reese's you egg is me. made with milk you chocolate. You heard me. What? Reese's eggs are made with milk chocolate. I know. That's why I said like a square of milk chocolate. Like I can appreciate it as like a coating on a Reese's. I can appreciate it on a s'mores. Um, But if it is not paired with something else, it is gross. I'm just in shock. I'm straight up in shock right now. (laughs) I said it. I said it. You think dark chocolate is gross? Yes, I do. Well, there you go. (laughs) It's true. I think I'm a bitter super taster. 
I want I want to test it out, but I don't like anything bitter. So like that would make sense. Like you don't like beer at all because like hops can be kind of bitter. I think don't like coffee at all because it's bitter. Yeah, because it's bitter. Anyway, I love things that are bitter now that I think about it. Like I love coffee. Interesting. I I love dark chocolate. Mm. Oh yeah, man. Anyways, (laughs) the human tongue is a mystery to us all. Um, (laughs) except dentists. Do you think dentists Who? know the most about tongues? That's what I was about to ask. What kind of what kind of doctor or dentist knows the most about tongues? Like, you know, is there a doctor who mm, does ear, nose, and like throat a, doctor? Oh, there we go. That's probably it. Do they know more than a dentist though about a tongue? Because yeah. a tongue isn't in your ear. <laughs> or well, your, not always. No. <laughs> Right. Okay. If you out there in listener land know who knows the most about tongues in the medical profession, please tweet at GLH of Magic with the hashtag tongue science. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. Magic. Uh, Let's talk about standard. The format is standard and historic, so it's split format, which is pretty cool. Looking forward Mm -hmm. to that. Standard decks. Let's talk first things first about the giant ooze in the room. How good is Omnath going to be? Is it going to be dominant? It is the question on everybody's minds. And the the most recent set of data that we have from a big tournament um, is the CFB Clash yep. qualifier that happened this weekend, um, which had a little over 400 players in it. And 10 of the top 16 decks in there were Omnath decks, Maria. Wow, that Five is... of the top eight were Omnath. That is honestly more than I kind of think I would have expected. Um, yeah. Given what I'm running into playing on the ladder... But who? That's not you know, yeah, the same as a tournament. But geez, yeah, it seems Omnath is still king of the jungle here. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, he's king of the forests, the mountains, the plains, and the islands. Yep. Turns out, not that hard to cast a four color creature in standard right now. <laughs> no, it absolutely is not right because so. Um, Omnath Adventures is one of the big ones, uh, yep. right? There's there's four color Omnath and there's Omnath Adventures are kind of like the two two big things running around. Um, and you've just got stuff like you have Beanstalk Giant, which just goes and gets you, you know, a basic land um, of any of any kind. Hold up. Let's talk about the fact that it's going to get you two basic lands because you already played your Lucky Clover. Nope. Do you know what? You're right. Yep. So for Lucky Clover, obviously you've got this down and the next thing you're going to go get two basics. So you don't even care. You don't even care. Maria, you don't even care. Yeah. Playing against this deck, um, a number of times, cause I'm not going to play it. Look, I'm not a monster. Um, <laughs> the, the, the what I noticed is that the Lucky Clover version or the Adventures version of this deck is better than the um, yeah. traditional one. And yeah. that's because it just has more tools at its disposal and ways to win the game thanks to Lucky Clover and playing these adventure cards. Like, fate, like you get to play Fate of Wishes, yeah. right? Adventure has always been like a the Adventures decks with Lucky Clover have always been those kinds of things. Like once the ball gets rolling down the hill, you're going to get crushed by yeah, it. Yeah, you can't you you can't like, stop it. You have to win before it even starts rolling, or else you're done for. <laughs> it's so true. I was yeah. just whining about this deck, and the fact that Clover costs two <laughs> is like yeah. really really tough to deal with because you can never counter it. 
No, it's so early. It's just like if you're if they're on the plane. Yep, you just what, can't. You have played a land. The end. Yep, the end. <laughs> like that's what you've done. That's it. You and can't. Nothing you can do about nothing it. Nothing you can do about it. And the card <laughs> makes this deck completely busted. And oh. um, if it costs three, I wouldn't be here whining at you because at least you could counter it. But you just can't. <laughs> so um, oh, I know. Go. I know. And you know, um, I will say. So I. I do love that this deck plays a card that I think kind of felt like this weird outlier or like something that you would not have expected yeah. to be making a splash in standard, which is Escape to the Wilds. Yeah. And this is really uh, why the deck shines, honestly. Yes, exactly. Like, it's a very good card in this deck. And I love, I do love that about it. This is three red and green for a sorcery. Exile the top five cards of your library. You may play cards exiled this way until the end of your next turn. You may play an additional land this turn. So a lot of times what will happen in these decks, despite the fact that there's so much card draw, thanks to cards like Edgewall Innkeeper, and like I said, Lucky Clover enabling you to double up some of the stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to double like Beanstalk Giant, or yeah. rather uh, Fertile Footsteps, if you will. Um, oh, yeah. But um, Escape to the Wilds is just like, even if I happen to run out in the unlikely case, yeah. I can Five just- cards. Boom. You're going to draw- you draw five guards. Yep. It's just, it's, this deck is solid. It it works on all different kinds of levels. It's so, so good. It's playing two copies of the new Felidar Retreat from oh. Zendikar Rising 2, which is really cool. Which like is almost like, it's so close between that and Escape to the Wild. It's like, you almost want to forgive it. Yeah. No, truly you do. Because I mean, like, it's cool. I want to see a Felidar Retreat deck in standard. Absolutely. Like, I want to, absolutely, I want to see that. Exactly. Like, uh, I want to see this silly little landfall enchantment that's obviously like a bomb in Limited. Yes. But so many things that are a bomb in Limited, it doesn't even matter in Standard. Right. But and this card is just like, let's do, let's do a ton of things. I can't be mad also because Lucky Clover is such a cool card. Like, oh, it is a cool card. I, I played a green-black adventures deck that used Lucky Clover mm -hmm. that was really fun back in the day that uh, Chris Kovartek had been running at a Mythic Championship. And yes. it's a really awesome card. I can't be mad at it for that. The only reason I'm mad at this deck is because <laughs> it's so powerful and yeah. it has so many tools at its disposal that it feels a little bit like it's cheating. Yes, it just feels... It feels mean. <laughs> You know, you, it feels like it's got all the candy in the candy jar and you just are left holding some lutefisk because wow. what doesn't it do? What, what a, like what a, um, <laughs> Minnesotan, <laughs> yeah, you know, what a Minnesotan thing to say. Truly. Everyone out there is like, what's lutefisk? Oh, it's cod soaked in lye it's awful i'm really glad we let everyone know about it there you go well you were wondering what it was now you know there's also of course the four color omnath deck yes um which has things like four copies of lotus cobra um to help ramp you it's got some stuff like cultivate again like you don't want to be mad at it because this deck is playing genesis ultimatum yeah right like I don't want to be mad at a deck playing Genesis Ultimatum. It seems almost absurd that a deck playing a card like Genesis Ultimatum, which is absolutely just like, that's in standard. Like, hey, guess what, Maria? I'm going to tell you something 
and you're gonna like if I was like a couple of months ago I was like hey Maria a seven mana sorcery <laughs> is going to be one of the hits of standard you'd be like Sh- shut up and go away I would not believe you that's for sure absolutely you would no way but people and, play like, this exactly also playing Felidar retreat you're like I don't want to be mad at you why do you make me be mad at you Omnath why uh, but like I've played like and you got to respect it, right? When someone has a Lotus Cobra and by respect it, I mean, be so mad. Kill it. When someone plays a Lotus Cobra and then goes like fabled passage, make a mana, crack the fabled passage, get a land, make another mana. And you're like, why? 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 <laughs> why, why are things like this? The good news is, is that there are decks popping up on the horizon that have favorable matchups, in my opinion, against these Omnath decks. And Maria, Um, you have been playing one of these quite a bit. Yes, I sure have. I've been playing Demir Rogues, everybody. Yeah. Blue and black mana playing counter spells. Moi. Yes, because this deck is so, so fun to play. If you haven't, if you haven't, I don't, it's probably a miserable to play against, but whatever. It's really fun to play because you have such interesting. Decisions. Did you just say whatever to it being miserable to play against? I sure did. As though you have not given me literal years of grief. I don't think it's as bad as a control deck. Let me put it that uh-huh. way. Sure. It's not that miserable. It's <laughs> because it uh-huh. pl- does play creatures. There's creatures okay. in this deck. Okay. Sure. It's all fine and well when you're doing it. <laughs> I do love the small creatures in this deck, which is yes. one of the reasons that I Fair think enough. I'm that I am drawn to it. It plays can play a little tempo game if you get uh, the right draw. Um, mm-hmm. It's got really interesting cards, and in case you're not aware, uh, you're doing a couple of different things, which is milling your opponent with cards like Thieves Guild Enforcer, Merfolk Wind Robber, and Soaring Thought Thief, which are also teeny little creatures yeah. that you play early on, and you can. Attack in for teeny little bits of damage. And the reason you're filling their graveyard up is for benefits like Drown in the Lock, which can counter or kill anything um, based on how many cards they've got in their uh, graveyard. And Mm -hmm. in the case of the winning deck from the CFB Clash qualifier this past weekend, three copies of Into the Story, (laughs) which is just kind of wild, which is five blue blue, seven mana, Instant. This spell costs three less to cast if an opponent has seven or more cards in their graveyard. Draw four cards. Ah, yes. Pretty cool. Yes. But my personal favorite thing to do in this deck um, is to play uh, ninjutsu with a Zareth San the Trickster. Yes, this is ninjutsu without the actual text on it. (laughs) Yes, it is ninjutsu, but it doesn't say that on the card. Basically, you attack with a rogue. If it's not blocked, you can ninjutsu in Jareth. Jareth. (laughs) The owl. You can ninjutsu in Zareth-san, and Zareth-san will will hit him unless they can do something about it. Um, And then you can do it to put a creature or a permanent from their graveyard onto the battlefield under your control spicy i have stolen a eugene okay <gasps> maria wow it was how could so you fun <laughs> you know because you can do it right. on turn four and then you're like yeah. i have a eugene in play on turn four and like what are you gonna do about it go <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yep, yep. That's pretty spicy. I'll give you that. So this version of the winning deck did not have any ruined crabs in the main deck, which is something mm-hmm. that some people had put in to like mill the opponent even more quickly, which is fun, but you don't win by milling very often. It does happen, but it's not generally how yeah. you win the game. Uh, this put those in the sideboard, which I thought was really interesting. But this is what I wanted to bring up with this deck. I do actually think that this deck is has a... a pretty good matchup if not great matchup against four color omnath i have Uh, heard that i have heard that um rogues is the way to go if you are hitting an omnath heavy metagame yes i don't think it's as strong against the clover one for the reasons we talked about just a minute ago but um, sometimes that boulder is rolling sometimes you can't stop the boulder get squished yeah but but against omnath i do think what you want to do is play rogues um yeah that being said, if you're playing rogues, we're gonna we're gonna go next level. We're going galaxy brain all the way here. That's true. What are Wait, you gonna well, do? I do just want to say really oh, quickly, I do love that it's not super often that you get a tempo deck in standard. Yes, that is one hundred percent true. Is absolutely what this is, because once you get down your cheap creatures, you're just like right, you're tempoing them, you're trying to steal their permanence with Zareth. And then you're using things like Heartless Act, Drown in the Lock, Lofty Denial yep. to just keep them from doing anything. Exactly. While uh, you chip away. So fun. Yeah. And okay. Brazen Bower or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm saying is like, this is a question for this tournament. How galaxy brain are we going here? Are we just like, yeah. Omnath's the best deck. I'm just going to play that. Well, I'm going to play the deck that beats the best deck, which is Rogues. Well, I'm going to play the best deck that beats Rogues. So then I'm going to play Mono Green Aggro or this new one I've been seeing pop up, Rakdos Midrange. Yes, you were telling me about this. So Mono Green Aggro, we have actually seen around for a while. Yes, we have. Um, but it has some new, you know, some new fun new tools. New toys. Yes. So um, um, Swarm Shambler shows up in this, which is yes. the little buddy that can just grow itself forever. Uh, Orin Reef ooze attacks and grows itself once again. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, it's it's you're just general. You're playing green fatties and you're smashing in, which basically just really, really beats up on Demir Rogues because a lot of your fatties have reach like Stone yes. Coil Serpent and Gem Razor. Yep. And just like rude. Stone Coil Serpent also has protection from multicolored. Yes. So many of those rogues are multicolored. And, and like, Drawn in the wrecked. Lock is like, oh, just kidding. Oh. Oh no. I can't kill you. I can counter you, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think that's a, that's a very strong deck to beat rogues if that's what you want to do. But Megan, mm-hmm. look at this Crooks uh, Rakdos mid-range deck here. Ooh, Maria, I am and I like what I see here. This deck uh destroyed me a number of times on the ladder. It's just it's just plain old rude is what it is that's what this deck is (laughs) i agree and do you know what sometimes when everyone is being mean you gotta be rude i mean seriously this the deal with this deck is it basically tries to tear apart your hand kill absolutely anything that you're trying to any creature you're trying to put into play make you sacrifice the the creatures you managed to get Mm -hmm. into play and then do it all again by escaping croxa and making you discard and uh, dealing three damage to you and blah 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 it's um it basically is like take your stuff away throw it into the garbage kill anything that you managed to play and then attack you with croxa you're dead i like throw it into the garbage (laughs) just put it in the garbage You want to play that card? Sorry. Put it in the garbage. Put it in the trash. Yeah. Put it in the trash. 
I um, played against this deck notably the other day. It also runs four copies of Tyramet Calls the Dead, which is that yeah. saga, if you remember, which I loved in an enchantment deck back in the day. And I was like, oh, haha, jokes on them. They're milling themselves with this exactly, playing into my plans. But it doesn't matter. Excuse me. <laughs> Bless the mouse who just sneezed in the office. <laughs> but, but they're just going to get their croaks back sooner. It's, um, yeah. It's true. It's really sad story. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm I'm into this right now. You know, like I think right now it's just a time for it's a time for being mean. The time for being mean. Yeah. Can I tell you a standard story? Yes. Can I do please. a standard story time? So yeah. I've actually been having a lot of fun playing these rogues decks in standard and trying to climb the ladder. And the other day, mm -hmm. I just want to talk about, this is like my therapy, my magic therapy session, about <laughs> something I've identified that I do, and I do okay. it anyway, my self-destructive yeah. behavior. So All right. I was playing my standard rogues decks, and I was playing the crab mm -hmm. version, where you've got the little crab in there. Uh -huh. And um, I basically had the win. I knew I had the win, despite the fact that they had resolved a Eugene and... Uh -huh. They were, they had gone and fetched up a fling from their sideboard mm -hmm. with their fay of wishes. And I negated that. And I was like, haha, I've got you now. And I had two in hand, two soaring thought thieves that would have attacked us uh, three threes. I could flash them in end of turn, smack them dead for exaxes. And I was like, this is great. There's nothing they can do. They uh, went to their attack step and attacked with two one ones that they made from love struck beast. And mm -hmm. I was like, look at those little one ones I could flash in my could flash in my rogues and block them wouldn't that be mm -hmm. so satisfying just to eat both of their little tokens and i'm like well maria here's the problem with that they have a lucky clover in play and they could potentially have one copy of bone crusher giant left and then Ooh. they could kill both of your dudes after you block and i was like yeah that's true brain but <laughs> flash them in block boom they're both killed bone crusher giant you dead 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 they win the match snatched it from me and i was just like this is not the first time that I knew what I had to do to win the game. And I didn't do it because I was like, wouldn't it be so delicious to do this other thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did they snatch it from you or did you snatch it from yourself? I snatched it from myself, everybody. Yeah. I snatched and it from myself. how does that make you feel? I was so mad at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you literally knew, you knew, you thought in your yes. brain, if they have Bone Crusher Giant, this plan doesn't work. So good job. Yep. I identified how my win is destroyed and I still did it anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's just a small size note. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like we've all been in that spot. I've certainly been in that spot. Why did I do it? Why did I do or it? You're, yeah, you're just like, I can feel it in my bones. But for some reason, you ignore your bones. Never ignore your bones. Don't ignore your bones. No, they're what holds up the rest of you. <laughs> it's so true. I speaking, mean, right? Speaking of ignoring your bones, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was in okay. this musical, like the songwriting workshop this past weekend and somebody uh -huh. and it was like, I'm sorry if I'm out of it. I'm on a lot of painkillers because like I just moved and um, I thought my legs had been sore for a couple of days and I went to the doctor and turns out both of my legs had been broken, um, but I didn't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. I was like, ah! horrified. 
terrified. Like, how is that possible? It probably wasn't a full break or whatever, but my God, that's horrifying. Yes. Secret broken legs. What a nightmare. I know it was, (laughs) it was, you know, it was a revelation. (laughs) What part of their legs were broken? I don't know. I didn't go. I didn't ask. It was during the like introduction portion when everyone is somehow oversharing. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, unfortunately, I do know that. I do know oh that. Oh my god! Anyway, wow. Oh <laughs> my god! Those are my votes for decks that we're going to see the most of in this tournament. I like that. I like that. Um, you know, there was a mono red aggro in the top eight. Okay, of that sure. event. Yeah, never I hope dies. you don't see it. I know. It's just always it's still there. Just a, exactly. It just still has all the dumb stuff that it does. Still has all these dumb stuffs. <laughs> exactly. Embercleave still goes beep beep. I had been playing on the ladder a kind of cute um, white black cleric deck, which mm-hmm. I just wanted to quick point out because it was like a life gain cleric y thing. It wasn't very you know, competitive. I don't think it's like particularly good or anything like that, but it is really fun to play through gold. If you're there on the ladder or lower, Yeah, you know, you'll still do okay with it. Um, yeah. yeah, So that's, that's my vote for like, hold on. I've got to find my list. I want to tell you the exact list that I was playing. Oh, one second. Hear this exact list. One second. I'm launching arena right now. (laughs) Arena is being launched. Um, because you know what? Sometimes it's not all always about getting those W's. Sometimes you just want to have a good old time or like challenge your friend or something like that. And you want to play a unique deck that's not one of the top meta decks or, you know, yeah, something like that. Have you been um, playing standard, Megan, or have you just been in draft nope. town? Oh, my goodness. I just draft all the time. Maria, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop drafting. I like it so much. It's such a good set to draft. It's such a good set to draft. And I just love, I love all of them. Like last week after we talked about all of the draft archetypes, if you missed that episode and you're wondering about what draft archetypes are happening in Zendikar, go listen to it. But I was like, I had to try out red, white, red, white warriors right away. Yep. Um, I had to try out green, black counters. Absolutely. Like, had a great time with both of them. Like, I don't think I did stellar, but it was the first time I drafted either of those archetypes. I think I got at least three wins, you know, so I got like a, at least a thousand gems back out of it. Oh, good. Good. Um, and maybe more, I, probably more, I think actually. Um, and yeah, I, I can't stop drafting long enough to play standard. <laughs> Well, I found the deck here. It is. Um, it's built around cards like Cleric of Lifespawn. Do you remember this new new friend? It's a 2-2. You play it in your Cleric's deck. Obviously, you slam it if you're playing draft. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever another Cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Whenever you gain life for the first time each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Cleric of Lifespawn. Um, so you've got a lot of Clerics in here, like Luminarch Aspirant. That's the one one that puts a plus one, plus one counter on something at the beginning of combat on your turn. Um, you've got Speaker of the Heavens, which is the one one with Vigilance mm-hmm. and Lifelink, where you can tap it to create a 4-4 White Angel token if you have at least seven more life than your starting life total. Uh, Archfiend's Vessel, which is the one one Lifelinker that when you bring it back from the dead, if you're not casting it, it comes back as a 5-5 Demon. 
and you do cool stuff like with that with null priest of oblivion which if you kick it it gets something back from the graveyard or agonim's awakening that cool modal double face card that gets stuff back from the graveyard that way malakir rebirth which is another one of those double face cards that when something Mm -hmm. dies just brings it back um it's just such a cool deck it also plays veto thorn of the dusk rose which you know i love vampires and this is the one where you can play three black black to gain lifelink for your creatures till end of turn yeah and whenever you gain life your opponent loses that much life so it's just like can get a win kind of out of nowhere like if you veto and play and they're close anywhere close to dead you can just attack and even if everything dies it doesn't matter because you're just gonna kill them um i like this list this sounds spicy it is super super fun um and if you're watching the video version you'll see a picture of the deck on your screen so if you want to see that just head over to our youtube channel everybody um listening at home but yeah i do love that deck it's been really fun it's just not quite good enough which is a little bit sad for me but you know yeah at least i can admit it okay well maybe if something shakes up (laughs) (laughs) maybe if there's another ban is is that what you're saying my i was talking to um a friend who doesn't play magic the other day just about magic in general um and i was like oh you know like standard just got shaken up like they banned they banned this card and they were like oh is that something that like happens often and i was like a year and a half ago the answer would have been no (laughs) you know it's not and right now the answer is absolutely yes it yeah it's all the time <laughs> yeah you're you're right gosh Ooh, yep that's a whole so, nother story though fun so yeah. so so very fun, fun. Uh, <laughs> two other decks i just want to cl- quickly mention in standard um yeah are is it tempo which is another tempo based strategy mm-hmm. which we've seen a lot of is it tempo decks that have involved various phoenix phoenix eye Phenai over the years. Phoenix. Phoenix. You've got this one has little Sprite Dragon and Stormwing Entity, which you can play out super early. Brazen Borrower. The Royal Scions are here as your Planeswalker. Mm -hmm. A super fun deck that is just not quite competitive. And the same thing would go for uh, Winota. Winota's still running around, putting things into play, cheating. Um, into play Basri's Lieutenant is now one of the mm-hmm. f- famous cards that Winota's cheating in, which is pretty cool. And those ones yeah. are, like I said, tier three or whatever. They're down the list a little bit further, but they're still yeah. pretty cool if you're looking for something that's a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think especially like, oh, that Winota deck was so cool when it won the players, not when it won, but when it top aided the players tour finals. Oh, yeah, totally. That one was Mardu, but that was the time when I was like, oh, Basri's Lieutenant is like the real deal because it gives you stuff like if your creatures die. If yeah. creatures with counters die, you get knights back. And you're okay. You're still you're totally like, fine. Oh, now you're I'm fine. fine. Yeah. So we're Anyways. not just playing standard in this tournament. We're also playing historic. And yes, that's right. I've been up to my neck in standard, so I haven't played a lot of historic. Megan's been up to her neck drafting, hasn't played a lot yeah. of historic. But the big question, I think, is the same as for standard. Is Omnath still going to dominate in, in historic? <laughs> yeah. And like some people, right, you were saying Game to Seif, I think, was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So Channel Fireball tweeted out this deck list from Gabriel Nassif, like that was Omnath Ramp in Historic. It's basically standard with a few oh. cards that are just better than what you can play in standard because it's historic. So will no. that be the nightmare we live through? The good news no. is, is it's not the most rounds in the tournament if that happens to be the case. 
I mean, but then it's all the but then all the rounds are Omnath. I mean, that could happen. But then it's Omnath all all day. And P.S. Uro's not bad in historic, so you know that's still in the deck. All I hope is that this is not our life this weekend. I don't think it will be, but I really, I really, really hope so. And I guess there is something to be said for the fact that like things will be right. Like there is some amount of question about how this metagame, which is a little rock, paper, scissorsy, um, is going to play out. Right. So I mean, the last historic championship, which was the last mythic invitational Seth Manfield won with Sultai mid range. So yeah, we'll see if that deck's still on the top goblins didn't do so well, despite being no. more than 30% of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, we still Only have one copy of that in the top eight. We still have got the cauldron familiar deck happening mm-hmm. in historic. If you remember that Those from sacrifice standard decks. Yes. Who could forget? Um, mono Ooh. black God Pharaoh's gift that Matt Nass played. Perhaps that's yeah. still a thing. Ooh, I've been playing that in historic sometimes. Oh yeah. And it is very fun it does seem up your alley it's a really good time like you just it's yeah it's a great time you fill up your graveyard really fast there have been times when i think i've gotten a god pharaoh's gift into play on like turn four. Ooh, sick it's really cool <laughs> i'm a big fan so yeah that'll be happening all this weekend standard historic we're kind of setting the bar once again as to what the best decks are and what we're going to try and beat moving forward the way it's going to work is the first three rounds of the day actually are going to be historic and then we're going to move into standard and then in the top eight it's going to be all standard so it's the same format day one and two but then top eight all standard all the time um you I'm can so make curious. your own guesses again. Uh, tweet at us with the hashtag Maria's Betrayal. Um, <laughs> if you want to tell us who you think is going to take it all down this weekend. But don't forget the hashtag tongue science because uh, we also need to yes, learn. About we also that. need to know which doctor is the most knowledgeable, I guess. Or it's your dentist. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> everything's going to kick off on Friday, October 9th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And that is true for Saturday and Sunday. All, all both days. Both days. Yeah. All three days starting at all 9 a.m. And uh, yeah, pretty, you know, pretty we'll neat stuff. There. We'll see you there, everybody. Before we go, Ultra Pro um, has sent us some sick new stuff that they've got uh we have the godzilla sleeves from Ikoria. oh they're so are, cool they're so cool um they look great i i love them um he a big monster <laughs> you know what turns out godzilla big monster <laughs> godzilla you know what they say about godzilla he a big monster i think it's so, uh, so cool the japanese yeah, so, like writing on there too mm-hmm. so if you're into that you got those guys. They also have now a gloss version of their eclipse sleeves. Oh, those um, are great. So yeah, if you prefer gloss over matte, um, but you still want those sleeves that remember when judge Rob was on, he was like, we've never had a tro- pro- problem with these with double face cards. That's right. Which you cannot say about so many kinds no. of sleeves, but the eclipses, if you need, if you need something that, you know, your DFCs are not going to show through um, the eclipse sleeves, always great. And now they've got them in some nice glosses. Awesome. Oh, and they finally sent us more gravity Yay, dice. Yay, more gravity dice. Our favorite dice. Our favorite dices. I like to call them space dice because oh. that's what the astronauts would use if they needed them in space. Yeah, it really does feel that way. Like they come in this beautiful little like magnetic 
clippy container. They're so like hev- they're like heavy. They've got a nice heft to them. Good heft. They really feel like you could s- sip a glass of scotch in one hand and <laughs> roll your <laughs> dice with the other. Now you've got me interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ultra Pro, we're always so happy to have them as a sponsor of the show. Um, and just like some great, great products for all your magic life. Well, lovely human beings, that is this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much once again for hanging out with us for an awesome hour of entertainment and hopefully some knowledge, too, in there, specifically Mm -hmm. about tongues. But, you know, if you learn something about magic, um, that's Uh, that's also good, too. too. That's also good. Whatever. And Um, um, hopefully Maria will be back in the office next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. uh, I should get my test results back within... You know, by then. So let's just put it that way. By then. Uh, So I hope they'll be back in and everything will be totally fine. But yeah, yeah, thank you, everybody. There's still a pandemic. Keep taking those precautions. It's so true. Please still still keep wearing your mask. Don't be like the White House. Be smart. It's just like it's like it's like a circus. It's like a clown car of catastrophe over there right now. It really is. It really is. Um, But thank you so much, everybody, for yes. um, being a patron of the show. You can become one if you're not already at patreon.com slash GLHFmagic. It's so fun to become a member, and uh, we're mm-hmm. so appreciative. Check out Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro for all of your magical needs. And remember, please, no matter what you do, vote uh, this year. Uh, early yes. voting is in action um, in a lot of places. Mail-in ballots. I just did mine. Thumbs up. Sick. So, I'm feeling um, in the voting mood. Head out to the polls on November 3rd if you, yes. if you need to. By which I mean you need to if you haven't voted already. Yeah. And if you haven't, <laughs> if you can't vote before then, then you need to on that day. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying. You understand. You know. <laughs> it's such an important election. And uh, remember to research everybody on the ballot before you go in so you don't panic Front when you're in there and you're, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was going to be on there. Oh, no. What do mm-hmm. I do? Uh, so, yeah, just prepare yourself. Somebody out there knows what to do. If you uh, trust a friend to make those decisions for you, they can help you out, too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But just make sure to have all that information going on in, and then you'll feel prepared, as prepared as a parrot in a thunderstorm. What? It's not a saying. Nope.